many people over the course of the months I witnessed and observed through social media would direct questions to Robert Malone and they would say and ask him, why are you suing Dr. Jane Ruby? She's done nothing but warn people for three years. She's brought forward evidence from other experts and scientists about what some of these shots contained and his answer was always just sort of a rote kind of, uh, because she committed malicious defamation, malicious defamation. Well, he's also accused me, Dr. Sam, of committing cyber stalking because he did a Substack on his in his Substack account, educating the public to what cyber stalking is. It's actually a, uh, a Title 18 felony. So he actually accused me, he, he defamed me by accusing me of committing a felony. Um, so we'll have to see how that shakes out. Doesn't dinner sound great as it's cooking? This dinner is from Riverbend Ranch, which always provides prime or high choice, has never been given hormones, never been given antibiotics, never been given mRNA vaccines. It's raised in the USA. It's processed in the USA. In fact, it's fully vertically integrated, which means that they own the cow that gives birth to the calf that's raised on their fields and then taken to their butcher and then shipped to you. And if we compare what we can buy from Riverbend Ranch to four other major state companies that sell bundles that have ribeyes and other meat in it, it can be as much as $184 to $59 less expensive. It's a great price value and it's a delicious piece of meat. Check out mycleanbeef.com slash after hours. That's mycleanbeef.com slash after hours. Mycleanbeef.com slash after hours. If you've noticed, I've been wearing this t-shirt for a few episodes now. I have them available on eBay. Check out the links below to get your size. Welcome to After Hours with Dr. Sigaloff. On this podcast, you will be encouraged to question everything and to have the courage to stand for the truth. And now, to your host, Dr. Sigaloff. Well, thank you for joining me again. I first want to give my Patreon supporters a shout out. Uh, we have Too Tough at the $30 level. We've got uh, the anonymous family donor at $20.20. We have the Plandemic Reprimando level at $17.76 with Ty, Charles, Tinfoil, Stanley, Dr. Anna, Frank, Brian, Shell, Brantley, and Gary. We have the $10 self-made level with Kevin and Pat and Bev. We have the Refine Not Burned at $5 with Linda, Emmy, Joe, PJ, Rebecca, Marcus, Elizabeth, Dawn, Ken, Rick, Mary, and Amanda. We have Addison Mulder giving $3 a month and Frank giving $1.50. We then have The Courage is Contagious at $1 a month with Jay, Spessnasty, Durrell, Susan, BB King, and Caleb. Be sure and check out mycleanbeef.com slash after hours to check out the best steaks that I've ever eaten. Also, if you're interested in one of these t-shirts, I'll have some links down below. My next guest is very special, Dr. Jane Ruby. Now, if you've never heard of her before, please check out all of her stuff. She's been huge in this field, and we're very blessed that she's able to give us some time today. Now, you have some big news of what's been going on. You recently have had a lawsuit dismissed, is that correct? 
Yeah, thanks for having me, Dr. Sigaloff. It's always great to be with you. I'm I'm honored. Um, yeah, we you know, about a year ago, uh the self-proclaimed inventor of the mRNA shots uh, and, and he says that he is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. So when people criticize me, I want to say, hey, guys, he said it, not me. Uh, Robert Malone, he j- jumped into my telegram and started arguing with my followers last year and, and started uh, a strange string of accusations of things that never really happened. And so to my surprise, uh, by January, he had sued me for $25 million in defamation, and he sued uh, Dr. Peter Bregan, who's a total angel and a warrior in this movement, um, and his wife, Ginger Bregan. They're both great, you know, podcasters and authors and just incredible human beings. And he lumped us into the same lawsuit. Well, you know, we even when you're innocent, you have to spend a lot of money and a lot of resources to defend yourself. Um, so we've been spending a lot of the last year uh, working with lawyers, and we had a motion hearing with the judge. Uh, By the way, Malone sued us, uh, even though I'm a legal resident of the state of Florida, and Dr. Bregan and his wife are legal residents of the state of New York, we were all sued in the state of Virginia, which meant that we had to have two sets of lawyers. So uh, this past Monday, the December 1 past, December 11th, our, were our motion hearings in the Federal District Court of Virginia in the Western District. And the judge, uh, who's a very seasoned senior judge, a Clinton appointee, I might add, you know, federal judges are appointed for life, but seemed to really get the, the case, um, dismissed it officially right then and there at the end of the hearing. I mean, he didn't even wait to write an order or anything weeks later, which he could have done. That's within his purview. So he dismissed it for the Breggins and myself, all three of us, uh, no jurisdiction. And there was a lot of discussions, uh, Dr. Sam, in there about the merits of the case as well. And in his minute memo or minute order, which came out several hours later, he's going to follow it up with a major order. He mentioned that it was dismissed on both jurisdiction and merits. So we're pretty pleased. And now he is entertaining our request for some consideration on the legal fees to be, you know, remunerated back to us because he cost us many, many tens of thousands of dollars. Um, For me, almost $100,000. And I'm sure the Bregan's quite similar. And he cost us a lot of money for what was a frivolous lawsuit. Okay, so some of us don't understand legalese, um, but what is merit thrown out for merit and thrown out for jurisdiction, and what's the difference there? Sure. And I wasn't, I'm not a legal expert, but I became like a mini, kind of a mini expert just to get through this thing in terms of what my lawyers taught me. We filed two motions after, first of all, when you're sued, someone files what's called a complaint with a capital C. That document, you can put anything in there. You can accuse anybody of anything. Then we had the legal right and obligation to file what's called a response. And in there, we cited case law and we cited reasons why the accusations were unfounded. Then Malone chose to file what's called an amended complaint where he embellished the false accusations. I say false because that's by virtue of what Judge Norman Moon, federal judge, decided on Monday. Um, So then we filed motion hearings. You have to be heard on this paperwork. And so that was originally for September 26th, just for everybody's edification. But at the last minute, 
Malone wrote to the judge and said his lawyer got sick and could he have three months to get another lawyer? Well, the judge gave him 30 days and the he directed the lawyers to get up to speed and get this on the calendar, his calendar before the end of the year. So that became December 11th, which was last Monday. We filed two motions, and so did the Breggins. We filed a motion to dismiss. In other words, we want the court to move to dismiss on personal jurisdiction. I'm not a uh, Malone's argument was that I directed the whatever the alleged insults were to him in Virginia. I don't have a Virginia show. I have a national and a worldwide show, and it's easy to verify online. So we filed a motion to dismiss on the jurisdiction, meaning that the court the courts in Virginia have no jurisdiction over me uh, to, to, to be adjudicating this case. And then the second motion we filed was called a motion to dismiss on the merits. The merits are the actual um, accusations, whether they reach the threshold of uh, uh, defamation, which I knew from going to three law firms last fall and reviewing this stuff uh, up into like January, February, all three law firms said there's there's nothing that even begins to reach the threshold of defamation. But the the second motion was to dismiss on those merits, meaning there's nothing here. There's a failure to state a claim, a real legitimate claim. And that's what this judge dismissed both of those motions. Right, because my concern with the the jurisdiction is, could he bring it back up another jurisdiction? But if it was dismissed for the merits, now that seems like a much better reason to have it dismissed. It's like you have no argument, you need to leave kind of order. Right. Now, whether the judge can only control, I believe, of what happens in his district, the Western District of Virginia, I'm told by our legal counsel that the reality is Malone can refile a new lawsuit and sue me in the state of uh, Florida, where I am a legal resident. He can also appeal uh, this case above judge the federal court judges. I don't know where you go. I don't know if there's an appellate division. I don't know how Virginia courts are structured, but he has that option. Personally, Dr. Sam, I think that would be a really foolish thing for him to do because I think he lost a lot of credibility in the public eye for filing these lawsuits against people like the Breggins and myself, who've done nothing but fight for health freedom, the ability to ask questions scientifically and medically, and the ability to warn uh, out of our expertise, fellow citizens, not, you know, not to take uh, these untested experimental shots. Right. And, you know, you've been a guest on my show. And, and the Bregans have been a guest on my show. And y'all are just all salt of the earth people, like in truly in reality. You know, you're people that I want to associate with. I'm not saying that I don't want to associate with other people, but it just, it seems to say something about the character of a person willing to sue someone else who's supposed to be, we're all trying to find the truth, if I'm not mistaken. And if, if there's so some true. missteps and some accidents here and there, it seems like it would be best to have more grace um, than what we've seen from some people. And, and, you know, that's a very good point. M many people over the course of the months I witnessed and observed through social media would direct questions to Robert Malone and they would say and ask him, why are you suing Dr. Jane Ruby? She's done nothing but warn people for three years. She's brought forward evidence from other experts and scientists about what some of these shots contained and his answer was always just sort of a rote kind of, uh, because she committed malicious defamation, malicious defamation. 
Well, he's also accused me, Dr. Sam, of committing cyber stalking, which I don't know if he really understands this because I think he does because he did a Substack on his in his Substack account educating the public to what cyber stalking is. It's actually a uh, a Title eighteen felony. So he actually accused me. He he defamed me by accusing me of committing a felony. Um, so we'll have to see how that shakes out, um, after we get the resolution on the, the legal fees. But, um, I think he should be a little more cautious about what he accuses others of, of doing while he's suing good people in what is supposedly his side. I don't know if it's his side anymore. Yeah. It makes you begin to wonder, you know, what side is what side? And I think I said this back when I was well, on your usually show. Well, usually if I have a disagreement. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, when I have a disagreement with someone on my side or in the health freedom movement, I take it up with them. I call them. I hash it out. And I don't sue them. But he jumped right to the lawsuits. And, you know, Dr. Bregan got very ill. I'm sure you know that in the beginning of the year. Uh, with with uh, he was hospitalized with respiratory infection and flu, and so did Mrs. Bregan, and um, it, it took its, it took its toll on us. But we're really happy that it's over. And one thing that I I had mentioned, I think, back when I was on your show, and when I was on the the, the Bregan show, is one way that you can use to differentiate and figure out: Are people seeing the whole truth, or is there something else that's preventing them from seeing all of what's going on? Is if they talk about the lipid nanoparticles. Uh, because in my research, and it, it seems like the mRNA is half or less of the problem, and the mRNA is at least half of the problem, maybe even more. It certainly um, seems seems so. Um, I know from interviewing a Canadian emergency room physician, Dr. Daniel Nagasi. I'm not sure if you've had him on your show. Uh, he's a brilliant man. He was um, he was stripped of his ability to practice in Canada for using ivermectin, but he's also a molecular biologist. And he recognized early on that the lipid nanoparticles were super dangerous and that the codes, the synthetic modified RNA codes that were being, you know, distributed through these shots was actually changing the human genome. And I think when people realize uh, what's been done to them, they're going to be very upset. And the reason I tie that together is because when he was on my show, he told me that in the early part of like like 2022 or late 21, he was on a Zoom call. He found himself on a Zoom call with Dr. Robert Malone and that Robert Malone admonished him not to talk about recombinant DNA, the processes that continue a damaged genome to go into subsequent uh, generations. And I found that really shocking. So I'm not sure who he is, what team he's on. And I just think that um, the American public is wondering the same thing after these lawsuits. Well, yeah, I mean, we should explore every avenue of how it could cause damage because the the sad thing is we don't know a thing. I and mean, there's lots of speculations and there's lots of theories, but we really don't know because we don't have the time and, and the research to show us yet. Yeah, and you know, I've done a lot of work with Sasha Latipova, who was from the originally from the team with Dr. Michael Yeadon called Team Enigma. And this was a group that came out early. They had a lot of incredible information. And by use, by with the work of Craig Partacooper, who was also in Team Enigma, all of them put together that, how bad is my batch? And when you look at that statistically, physically, what they were able to deduce was that 
we don't know what's in these shots on any given day in any geographic location. Uh, they could switch it up uh, because they Pfizer apparently negotiated with the EMA a 50% leeway of non-disclosure, which means they don't have to tell you what's in 50% of it. So the danger, the evil, I mean, it's just, it's just unfathomable. Wow, they don't have to tell you what's in half of it. That means they could not tell you what the mRNA is, or they could not tell you what a lipid nanoparticle is, because it's about half and half. And equally as bad, they can switch up the contents anytime and never have apparently any obligation to notify oversight or regulatory bodies. I mean, that's the that's the big problem, Dr. Sam. The world of pharmaceutical drug development that I spent 20 years in there were there was there was there was fraud there was corruption i could see it internally in these companies but there was tremendous oversight uh there was regulatory compliance that was you know imposed on companies and i worked across seven companies in 20 years and uh like i said i i, I could see sort of the sleight of hand and getting away with stuff here and there but for the most part you know, we had you had to have informed consent. You had to have human subjects review boards. You had to have full disclosure of your contents. You couldn't change the color on a label on a box without getting an approval. You had to submit everything back into the FDA. So something has definitely changed. And I've learned a lot from Sasha Latipova in terms of her documentation uh, and Catherine Watt that um, what's changed is those regulatory bodies are now part of something very evil going on, like the DOD and uh, others that are manufacturing and distributing these poisons. It's interesting you mentioned the DOD and what Sasha Latipova has been exploring, uh, but there was this uh, fragmentary order number five that came out. And in there, I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it said something to the effect of, at least is what I thought it said, for about a year. I read it multiple times a day for about a year. And it said that, Commanders must ensure there are adequate supply of FDA-approved vaccines. But in reality, when I finally got out of my head and read what it said on the paper, it actually said DOD-approved vaccines. Mm. Wow, what does that mean? And that came out in 2021 about how the commanders had to ensure that there was adequate numbers of DOD-approved vaccines. And it's not an accident. They have lawyers pour over these lawyers orders to ensure that there's not some accident mm -hmm. like it mm -hmm. says DOD when it should say FDA. They meant to say DOD. That's right. That's right. So, you know, she came out early with that information that this was really a, a DOD run mass genocide operation. Uh, I was really impressed with the bravery of you and Dr. Pete Chambers and Dr. Teresa Long, who were the original DOD whistleblowers, um, that you had the courage to do that because that's going up against a pretty, that's, that's a pretty big Goliath, even for Goliath standards. Uh, but so I just wonder, you know, 2023 seems to have been a year where, um, the, the grifters, the frauds, the phonies, the operatives, the controlled opposition, that whoever is in those camps is really outing themselves and showing themselves for who they, who they really are. And I just hope that it's not too late. You know, yeah. And I hope there's more truth that comes out over this time and not just about the shots. I mean, I read an article just recently on the Epoch Times about statins increasing your cardiovascular disease. We're giving it to stop 
cardiovascular disease or to mm. reduce it. And it's actually doing the exact opposite. I mean, there's an article from uh, the American Heart Association written in part by them from 2012 that said, if we lower your LDL with statins, it increases your risk of AFib. It's like, well, well, that's a good way for cardiologists to keep getting business. It sure is. And, you know, it all goes back to the fact that pharmacy, pharmacia, pharma, you know, pharma, pharmaceutical is really a creation of the Rockefellers and some of these other cabalists right from the beginning that they took control over the medical system. I happen to be a cardio, a cardiopulmonary nurse practitioner, and I've seen thousands of people struggle on statins. Uh, statins are, they damage the motor and sensory systems, in, you know, in, in the body. And most people have difficulty, even after a few doses, but usually after a few months of walking, uh, they, they, they can't go up and down stairs. I've, I've taken family members off and said, do me a favor. You're not going to die of a cholesterol laden, plaque laden heart attack in three or four days. So humor me and stop your statin, right? For three or four days. I had an uncle who came off of an airplane with my aunt in a wheelchair. And then after he got to, he was visiting my mom. And, and after he, I took him off the stat, I said, get off that stuff. It was probably two to three days later, he was running up and down the stairs. He was vacuuming. He was doing all kinds of fun things. And we took a video, like a FaceTime and showed his, my cousins who are adults live in California. They were blown away. And a lot of these pharmaceutical drugs, you know, just if you listen to the obligatory disclaimers at the end of the TV, you know, commercial, well, it'll uh, cause your blood, your head to explode and, you know, your ears to flow with blood and this and that. But other than that, contact your doctor if you have any allergies. And it's like, what? So the, the blessing to all this, Dr. Sam, is that the truth is coming out, as you said, hopefully more truth comes out, the lies that we've all lived under, and, you know, maybe a resurgence and a re-education of, of natural medicine that was kind of stuffed down by these, these greedy, you know, rich, the same people that own the Fed, you know, that own the Federal Reserve, these private families, they took over medicine. And they pushed it through what was called the Flexner Report. Abraham Flexner wrote a report back in the late 1800s or something and said, hey, medical education should be in universities. Well, yeah, because that's how they could flood money into it and control it and control the curriculum. So it doesn't surprise me now in retrospect that many physicians said to me during the course of my treating patients as a nurse practitioner, when I would question them, they'd say, well, you know, you can take those vitamins, but that's you're just going to get expensive urine. You know, they put down natural remedies and minerals and supplements and things like that. Not to say that you can't have snake oil and quacks in the natural realm. And people have to be very careful right now because a lot of people are coming out with that, with that, with snake oil to make the money really fast. But we need a re-education and a resurgence of natural medicine, you know, medicinals, herbs from the earth and things like that. I think that's my opinion. No, I, I agree with you. I think I, I wish I had a better education on herbals uh, because I've had some opportunities where I could mm. get uh, a native license and, and do native medicine, but I don't know any of that stuff. And I, and unfortunately I don't have the, the time to learn it. Uh, I wish I did because that's how they treated things. That's how we all treated things before we had, um, uh, 
pharmaceuticals, we use plants as medicine. And I think that's a great use of them. They're either a medicine or a poison, depending on the dosage. And I think that's what plants are best for. Amen. I totally agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think if there's a re-education across medical and nursing providers, um, maybe you don't have the time because your life is going in different directions and all that, but s some can, and we can all get started, you know, and then help educate and edify each other. And that's my hope, you know, that that, that starts to happen. Yeah. And I, I'm working on the education part. It's just, it's slow. It's, it's not like I have the time I had in med school. Yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> of course, of course. But, you know, you have the foundation of medical school. So when you relearn, I think, through the natural uh, processes uh, and that kind of education, it'll probably start to flow and it'll, it'll be faster for you to pick it up. That would be my expectation. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing I notice is what we put in our body every day um, has a huge impact. Let food be thy medicine. Amen. It's the food. I just um, did an interview actually with a uh, very sophisticated uh, food co-op down here in South Florida. And in other words, they use grains that are sproutable, right? So you can sustain yourself on many different levels. And they're putting this together. They've been doing it for years, but it's kind of like they've been doing this and waiting for, a, you know, a calamity like what we're going through now to happen and boy, they're going to be at the forefront. So I've told people, look for look for farming co-ops, look for local, you know, farmers and let's start supporting them because they don't take money from big pharma and big, you know, whatever, big everything. And and that and then if we mutually support each other, they'll be there for us and we'll be there to keep them going. And then we, we can get off the grid of the big grocery stores. Right. And, and if you have those relationships with those people like, hey, I know farmer Bill. And I buy from him every week or every other week. They know you. And let's say something happens to the dollar and we go to some digital dollar. Now you, you know someone and they're more willing to barter or trade with you for actual food items and other useful items. 100%. And in fact, he named four things that would likely become the new currency. It was the obvious are gold and silver in small pieces so that you can use them as an exchange um seeds sproutable seeds and grains and ammo those four things are going to be the only meaningful exchange currencies and and i think they're developing some of those gold backs they're actually it's it looks like like paper or metal like paper thin and they're made of gold and it could be kind of the new currency because they really are you know we'd be back to backing currency with real gold and silver. Remember that? You're probably yeah. too young to remember that. But I remember seeing it. dollar bills that said silver certificate. You know, amazing. Yeah. And yeah. And, and silver is likely, un, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, all that good stuff, blah, blah, blah. Silver is likely undervalued right. at this point right now. And if gold starts running, then that just means that the dollar is tanking. And so it's a good way to hedge investments. Amen. Absolutely, and uh, I think we, I think, I think a, a collapse of the Federal Reserve would probably be painful in the short run, very short run. But I think it would be a great thing for our country, or whatever is left of it, and even it would be great state by state. Definitely, my opinion. I'm not a financial wizard either, and I'm not an expert, but that's just my yeah, observation as an, an American who's 
Right, don't take our advice on that, but but go seek out someone's advice who's an expert on it. I hope we, you know, stimulate people to do that. Well, Dr. Jane, it's always a pleasure. I, I know we both got things to do here. Um, you're much more busier than I am, but uh, I truly appreciate you giving me your time. <laughs> yeah, th- and thank you for reaching out and for being so supportive in, in the Malone lawsuit and just supporting me as a friend and a colleague and I really appreciate it you've always been there and anything I can do to support you you know I will and just everybody join me on Rumble it's where all my shows are <laughs> rumble.com forward slash drjaneruby okay, and my new website we which is drjaneruby.com if you don't mind me plugging it because I've got Please. all the Malone documents all the legal documents and a lot of other good information that you really need awesome any other place we can t- telegram how do we find you on telegram I'm on Telegram. Everything's the same. Dr. Jane Ruby. Um, Telegram, Twitter, primarily. Rumble. All my shows are uploaded, including my coffee chats, and then of course the website, which I really need to make people aware of more because it just got launched last week. But you know, with the with the the legal stuff in court, it just got a little sidetracked. But it's a great website, and when I say great, I mean it's in service to the public. That's what where I wanted it to be. So thank you for awesome. letting me. Yes, mention please. it. Thank you so much again. And, you know, I hope we keep in touch over the years. And, you know, it's been great keeping in touch with you this long. Oh, my pleasure. My honor. Thank you, Dr. Sigalov. Thank you, Dr. Jane. God bless. Take care. Just a reminder for everyone out there duty uniform of the day, the full armor of God. Let's all make courage more contagious than fear. Doesn't dinner sound great as it's cooking? This dinner is from Riverbend Ranch, which always provides prime or high choice, has never been given hormones, never been given antibiotics, never been given mRNA vaccines. It's raised in the USA. It's processed in the USA. In fact, it's fully vertically integrated, which means that they own the cow that gives birth to the calf that's raised on their fields and then taken to their butcher and then shipped to you. And if we compare what we can buy from Riverbend Ranch to four other major state companies that sell bundles that have ribeyes and other meat in it, it can be as much as $184 to $59 less expensive. It's a great price value and it's a delicious piece of meat. Check out mycleanbeef.com slash after hours. That's mycleanbeef.com slash after hours. Mycleanbeef.com slash after hours.